Welcome to Bite Size Games, a podcast where we sink our teeth into games that are 10 hours or less because we are sad middle-aged men and that's about all we have time for. I'm Dennis and I'm joined by my two gaming buddies, Matt and Phil. And I just have one question to ask you guys. What is your earliest gaming memory, if you can remember that? Like what? How old was I or what was it? How old were you or seeing a video game or anything like that? It was definitely the Nintendo. I had an NES playing Mario. That's about, there's some pictures of that. That's about all I can remember. I think that was, I was probably like 10. You said, so it was, so Mario was the first game? I think so. That's the first one that I can remember playing. How about you, Phil? So, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> me, I'd say it's probably like the Pong, I guess. Like one of those, the Atari and like the Pong you know, Pong. What, 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 you How know old the are game you, with man? the. <laughs> I'm a, a middle aged man. I'm, it's a mystery. Um, but yeah, Pong. Pong is from like the 70s, isn't it? <laughs> Did you have an Atari? Uh, I remember going to someone's house and like they had an Atari. And, you know, oh, I'm, wow. like a, I'm like a, you know, a child taking in what's happening around me. And I just remember that the thing's moving up and down and the ball's going back and forth. Oh, nice. How about you, Dennis? Wow. Um, I think for me, it's also Nintendo. Um, I remember, because I have an older brother, he's about seven years older than me, so I remember watching him play like Super Mario Brothers, the original, and I think mm. also the original Legend of Zelda. Nice. Um, I probably got my hands on them when I was like four years old or something, but didn't know what to do, so uh, yeah, that's it's very like vague into my mind. I remember watching that uh, on like an old really crappy tv (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right today we're going to be talking about bomb rush cyberpunk uh this is a game heavily inspired by the 2000 (laughs) (laughs) that's okay keep it keep that in uh bomb rush cyberpunk this is a game heavily inspired by the 2000 cult hit jet set radio originally came out for dreamcast but first we want to talk about what games we've been playing lately Phil, what games have you been playing lately? Lately, lately I am playing Baldur's Gate 3. I'm still playing that. And um, I feel like I've been playing something else, but it's not really coming to mind. Maybe a couple of random uh, indie games on Steam. But, uh, yeah, mostly Baldur's Gate 3 is what I've been working on. Is it still uh, is it still holding up in your eyes? It's holding up. I have some, you know, things about it, some issues with it, but I'm already near the end, so it's 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 a pretty good experience overall, I'd say. So you're in Act Three, right? I'm in Act Three. Yeah. Cool. All right. How about you, Matt? Yeah. Uh, I was also playing Baldur's Gate Three, but I, then I got to Act Three and I I stopped because I put so much time into it. I kind of wanted to take a break, um, but I was really liking it, so wasn't any negative thoughts behind stopping, uh, taking a pause. And then I started Starfield a little bit. Um, and then I got kind of tired of that uh, <laughs> after like 20 hours or so. Um, and now I kind of jumped into Cyberpunk. So jumping around a bit, but um, I'm probably going to keep playing Cyberpunk and go back to Baldur's Gate 3 at some point and then maybe Starfield sometime in the future when more mods and improvements come out for the game. Cool. In my case, so I, yeah, I was playing Baldur's Gate 3. I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Matt. I, uh, I, stopped right at the beginning of act three uh not because i got bored or tired i love that game and i want to keep playing it but i wanted to hold off and wait for the uh patches and just for things to get cleaned up uh in that game plus there's so many other games to play Mm. uh and yeah basically went 
from that to Starfield, which wasn't as fun, but <laughs> I would agree. Um, but still, it's you know it's Bethesda fair and yeah missions and that kind of thing. Yeah, I did start Cocoon a bit, which just came out. Yeah, I want to uh, play that. I also went back and played some of the uh, uh, the DLC for the original Amnesia game recently, and also started Machine for Pigs. Uh, uh, which is very walking simulator-esque, but it's it's all right. Lots of games. Yeah, too many. Okay, so... Bomb Rush Cyber Funk. This game was released on August 18th, and... Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, it is basically a unofficial, kind of an unofficial sequel to Jet Set Radio, um, and it's available on all platforms, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, uh, you name it, it's pretty much available. Let's just do, uh, let's just get first impressions. Phil, how, what was your first impression or overall impression of Cyberfunk? Overall, um, overall, I'd say it's a you know promising nod to you know nostalgic nod to Jet Set Radio, and it kind of really reminds you to you know the feels and the same feeling as experiencing Jet Set Radio with some new additions, but at the same time a tad bit frustrating experience. So I feel like it's promising, and if they make another you know part two, I think it could be even better. It's it's uh, yeah. Do you know how many how many hours did it take you to finish? It took me about ten hours, ten hours and twenty minutes. So that's to roll roll the credits. Yeah, roll the credits. I didn't really do too much of like you know the, all the extras that are in the game. I kind of just like all right, whatever. I'm just going. I'm bomb rushing, and um, <laughs> that's what I did. So that was yeah for the time being. I might come back to it at some point, but I need. I think I need a little break right now. Yeah, fair enough. Well, thanks, man. Matt, why don't you give us your first impressions? Yeah, I played um, uh, over the past week. Um, it took me about 8.5 hours to roll the credits, um, but then I went back and I wanted to do some more stuff because when I play through the main story, I, there's a lot of things that I know that I didn't do. So I went back and kind of finished up um, a few things, and that in the end, I had a total of about 13 hours in it. Um, and I wrote a little uh, sentence, our little statement here, uh, pre-prepared about what I thought. Um, so I'm going to read that out. Uh, All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, take two parts Jet Set Radio, one part Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, shake well, water down, and garnish with a phenomenal soundtrack. That's the recipe for the cocktail that is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, a fun yet challenging game that provides some key improvements over its imp- inspirations, but also makes odd choices that leave you confused and frustrated. The soundtrack absolutely kills, though, elevating the entire experience. Nice. So like I I think like a lot of people um you know my age I had a Dreamcast um I absolutely loved the Dreamcast um it was one of my favorite systems to ever come out I think uh it was just so unique and cool um and of course Jet Set Radio was a big part of that I absolutely loved Jet Set Radio it came out in the later end of the Dreamcast life cycle because I think it got um like canceled basically in 2001 something like that as as Jet Grind Radio in the US right yeah Jet Grind Radio um. But I really loved it as a kid and played a ton, um, you know, and that's pretty standard, I think. Um, but once actually 
more interestingly, like about 10 years ago when I was first getting into Twitch, uh, I was streaming. I had a channel, which I don't use anymore, but I was really into speedrunning and I decided to speedrun Jet Set Radio uh, a lot. So I ended up playing that game like a ton again um, when I was about 10 years ago with the point of beating it as quickly as possible. And I ended up being able to beat it within about 45 minutes. Um, 45 minutes? Yeah, I used to be able to beat that game from start to finish in 45 minutes. Um, there's a few videos like on Twitch or on YouTube, I think somewhere, but I'm never going to share those. Those are never going to see the light of day because they're embarrassing. But, um, yeah, so I used to, I, I have a lot of history with Jet Set Radio and a lot of passion for that game, even though it's also a frustrating experience at times. Like that game is not perfect by any means, but, um, I definitely love it. I could bounce off of that. I played a lot of Jet Set Radio too, though. You know, I used to play a lot of that. Yeah. Great memories and um, yeah, the soundtrack was awesome. It was, still is. All right, I basically agree with uh, everything you've both said for the most part. I think the general idea of this game is great. Essentially, taking the initiative and making your own sequel to a game that you love—it's obviously a passion project, and it improves in a lot of a lot of ways. I enjoyed my time with it for the most part. Um, excellent soundtrack, awesome aesthetics, and it. Definitely feels way cooler vibe-wise than most games you're going to play these days. It's not without its faults, but neither are the the, uh, the past two games, Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. So for those that aren't aware, what's the general gameplay for Bomb Rush Cyberpunk? Yeah, so I, I kind of wrote down a brief summary here. Um, like, the basic loop is that, you know, you you're in a gang of of skateboarders and inline skaters and bmxers um and you tag your graffitiing up to claim your territory and so i won't get into the story part of it but just the gameplay loot so basically you go to a new hood that's con- that's being you know dominated by a different gang kind of like a rival gang um and then you have to go there and cover up all their graffiti with your graffiti which gets you th- something called rep um like rep points it's kind of like a point system um, and then the more you do that, the more challenges become available from that gang. You talk to a gang member, they do like a trick combo or something, some line that you have to follow. And you do that a few times over and over again. And then as soon as you gain enough rep, you then do a battle with that um, gang to kind of officially take over that territory, which is overseen by this, um, uh, the OGs, I think they're called, like the original gangsters, like the, the, the people who were there for before anyone was there. Um, and they're kind of like the referees. Um, and that final uh, fight against the other gang is not about tagging or graffitiing. It's about points and getting a number, you know, getting more points than they do within like the time limit. So that's kind of where the Tony Hawk Pro stuff comes in more than Jet Set Radio because Jet Set Radio didn't really have an important point system um, like it does here for this game. Um, and then once you beat them, assuming you do, uh, then the territory is officially yours. There are usually still more places to graffiti. You don't have to get every single place uh, in order to advance. So there's still probably quite a number of um, graffiti spots left and places that you maybe haven't explored yet in that area. The areas are quite large. Um, but anyway, that's basically the loop. You just do that over and over again, um, I think four or five times. And then you have like a final boss. Well, I guess you also have those whatever psychedelic um, slash you know neuro traveling parts. Basically, they're like platforms platforming levels like yeah that's true platforming levels i feel like that's become that's been such like a regular thing in games these days adding like a psychedelic trippy level i think ever since far cry 3 
I remember because that was one of the first games that that did it. I would say going back even into Max Payne. Oh, that's true. I mean, Max Payne had trippy stuff, but like in Far Cry 3, I remember specifically they like take you out of the main world and put you into like a different world and then like. Max Payne did that as well. Um, the flashback, he would have these weird flashbacks, flashbacks where he would uh, have to do platform jumping through like some weird psychedelic fake version of his house. Oh, uh, okay. I, geez, I don't even remember that. Um, it was super frustrating. <laughs> yeah, kind of like it is in this game somewhat. I, I felt, yeah, I felt it was also frustrating in this game. Every time it happened, <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah, there was definitely frustrating moments. Quite a few in this game. On the surface, it sounds like the the gameplay loop is is similar to the the Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future. But one thing I'd like to kind of point out, though, is that the original version, uh, the original game, Jet Set Radio, was was time based. You had you had like a few minutes to go through and tag all the points in a level. It wasn't an open world, free roaming like this game is, but the, the sequel, Jet Set Radio Future, got rid of the, the time. Yeah, I think this game is more similar to Jet Set Radio Future than it is to Jet Set Radio. Um, yeah, it seems that way. And especially with the level design, um, I think as well, like Jet Set Radio Future had larger, wide open, more wide bases, I think, uh, while Jet Set, uh, the original Jet Set Radio like most of the levels were very cramped um like you didn't have a lot of space to move around it like narrow corridors and which added to the fresh kind of frustration and difficulty of getting around but it was much more tokyo like um when like this right. game the majority of the levels felt more like a an alley right. rather than like yeah a highway. yeah it's like, like the levels in this game are huge like that was one of my Kind of, I don't know if it's a positive or a negative. I think there's too much space in some of the levels that just seems kind of unnecessary. Like, I, it's, it's, it could be a positive if it had better guidance, mm. kind of like some sort of way to help you navigate it better. Because I often, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I often found myself spending so much time trying to figure out like where to go, kind of. I thought the map was basically garbage. Um, it's not very helpful. Um, popping open the, the, cell phone to look at that mini map it's kind of useless i find myself more likely using the map in the in the menu in the pause menu mm. because it gives you the whole thing and you can rotate around right oh i didn't know you could do yeah. that actually <laughs> <laughs> did you guys get to the point where you can collect like the map shard thing that tells you where all the spray point spray paint points are occasionally i picked yeah. those up not in every level yeah. but if i found it just randomly i would get it but I didn't find it very useful. I found it super because um, that was the one thing I want. That's why I went back and got did thirteen like ended up with thirteen hours because I went back and I got every single straight point location for every level. So I knew like they were going to be in like hidden mm-hmm. areas and things like that. And I wanted to see all the the full level. Um, and that was when that was the, like the cell phone thing came in handy, so I didn't have to keep pausing because it shows you exactly where the spray point points are and kind of like it kind of helped you to, on how to get there. But sometimes it was still really frustrating. Um, like I like. It felt like the levels were puzzles sometimes. Like you had to figure out how do I get to this spot, um, and it would just be kind of annoying. Um, you just have to stand there and kind of look around, like what rail leads to that, or what board that could right, wall yeah. right off of that would get me there. I don't know. I didn't really like that. It kind of like really put it really slows down the gameplay when I feel like the gameplay should be fluid and kind of constantly flowing and moving. I had a thought about that, like. As a as a challenge in the beginning, I thought it was okay. Like, okay, it's kind of almost like a yeah. puzzle. Like, how do I get mm-hmm. to this area? But sometimes you would have, okay, I need to get to this point to spray paint graffiti over here. But 
Um, so the, the challenge is finding how to get there. But then you'd have a whole section of the level that's based like on a higher tier. You know, you got to go up to the rooftops or something like that, just for example. But if you if you fall off or if you end up like in a different area of the right. level again, then it's a it's just a, super frustrating to have to keep finding that single way of getting back to that spot. I almost felt like I would like like a like a Dark Souls style like once you get to that spot, you like right. knock down I don't know, a platform yes. or a ramp or something that it makes it so that you <laughs> you're not relying on that one specific rail just to get back to that spot every single time. Right. There are there are a few moments like that, but um, there are ways. There were transport, um, like um, I don't know what the word is, teleporters um, that you could unlock by you know those little guys with their hands up that you can like high five as you roll past them every time. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're okay. talking about. <laughs> yeah, there, there, so there's there, those there guys are that are like few, all over yeah, the level. High five. Yeah, like it's like a dude that's sta- is they're like st- it's not a person. It's like a construction, construction guy, guy, like a little I don't know what the word decoration. And then, like, they would be next to Rit. Oh, rails. yeah, yeah, and yeah, those get, guys. Like, when you hit one, it yeah. says, like, you got one of eight. And then basically in the same combo, mm-hmm. before you hit the ground again, you have to hit all eight or whatever number it was. And it would open, like, a post office box or, like, this little door would basically open up. And some of those doors would be um, teleporters that would bring you from the start of the level, starting area of the level to the ending area of the level. So you wouldn't have to go through the whole thing again. But it's never really. Ah, I didn't realize really explained. that. Um, so I kind of. No, I think I. I think I only did that in like maybe the first or well, second it's, it's, area, it's weird. like as a challenge. But I never realized that it opened up any kind of. The weird thing is that anything. they don't all do that. So like some of them open up a door, and inside the door is just a bunch of is like a room with some boxes in it, and in like a piece of clothing or one of the music tracks that you collect. And then some. I think that might have been right. what happened. So like that's what for me is, I, and it just wasn't incentive. Right, enough exactly. To do it again. And that's what I had too, because the first time I did it, that's what I had. But then I real, I think I did it accidentally once later on. Like I didn't even mean to be hitting them, but I was. And then it opened a door, so I went into it, and it just teleported me to like the other part of the map. I was like, oh, that's actually really convenient. I should probably be trying to do these more often. But if you don't, you know, yeah, if you don't even try to, if you don't do it, if you don't notice it, basically you're stuck, kind of going through the whole level. Like especially that pyramid level, um, that that there's oh my god, oh, the, yeah, the, the island, island pyramid yeah. island. There's there's there is a transporter <laughs> yeah. guy at the very start of that level that brings you to like the very top, almost the very top. That would have been really yeah. nice. Yeah, because that one <laughs> that that's one of the levels I was speaking right. speaking about, like that you have to get on a stupid right. rail and then ride it forever just to yeah, get to the top. It was really annoying <laughs> that that kind of level design though. Yeah, I just. The fact that they needed to include something that teleports you from one end to the other was just kind of indicative of not really fun level design, I think. It kind of reminds me of, um, if you remember Jedi Fallen Order, like sometimes you'd have to go back into a level to unlock something and Mm, you'd get all the way to the end and you wouldn't know how to get back. Yeah, yeah, I do remember (laughs) that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, that was definitely one of my gripes was the um, level design being too long and also kind of like sometimes these linear paths to only one way to get to the top that would take forever. Um, and then another gripe that I think maybe you guys agree about, I thought there were way, way too much story. <laughs> so much story in this game that was so like, why is this? Well, I, I didn't feel like it was necessary at all. I much prefer the Jet Set Radio. I mean, obviously I'm going to compare it to Jet Set Radio, which just had a DJ between each like level explaining what's going on. 
and like I your missed that. I missed having the D- DJ uh, Professor K. Yeah, yeah, DJ Professor K. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And this this system where like people are talking, like there's this whole like weird story about getting your head cut off, and then like the, the like you know you're switching heads with bodies, and I don't know. It just seemed kind of strange for this type of game where most of the focus should be on the gameplay. I don't mind a bit of story, and uh, and it, it's nice to have something to propel you through the game a bit. But like, again, it was a pacing issue. It just slowed down everything, and then, I, you know, at one point, it was just kind of smashing the the right the skip button so I could just move <laughs> on to the next gameplay point. Yeah, the cause... pacing the pacing was the, definitely the issue. Phil, though, it sounded like you had a differing opinion on this. Well, I mean, I actually kind of like the story i mean i don't say like the story was like great or something but i was like in comparison i was like oh they made an attempt to actually have like a a narrative for this type mm. of game was they surprising did. so i was like oh i didn't intend i didn't expect the story to be um that fleshed out kind of i'm not saying it's great or whatever but you know it was, it was suitable it was yeah, fine i mean the but, story um, itself was kind of interesting and it was unique um and it was a story it wasn't just like in the first game it's just like oh you are a dj you're a gang and there's this other gang and you have to beat that other gang and now it's basically the entire story while this one had like you know like crazy stuff about like like remember like bringing back your memories like finding your head um like who you don't know who people are like all these weird characters pop up so and and this isn't a spoiler for anyone who's never played it before um but you basically start off uh getting your the main character's head cut off right from the beginning and it's replaced with a robot head um which is pretty out there <laughs> like for any game like yeah it, it, so as soon as that happened like you get your head cut off i thought oh i'm dead like that's it like <laughs> it's, it's not often you come back from that so uh so that was yeah, i thought that was interesting in a far reach like mm. at the beginning but but i kind of got tired of it later on <laughs> yeah at least they you know i guess at least they tried something it was at its best when it was more similar to the to the story of the original games where it's just yeah you're just you're, you're just fighting for territory yeah, and territory, taking over yeah. an area that was much cooler um, i agree but one thing i will well this kind of switching points a little bit but i think one thing that it did a lot better than the first game was um and this is related to this that story, I guess, is like how you battle against these um, other uh, gangs. Like in the first game, you had to like spray paint their backs. You have to like chase after them and like spray paint on their backs, at least in the very first game. Um, this one has like about a battle point system and all that. And that, I think it's a lot more fun. The first game is actually extremely frustrating. I don't know if you guys remember that in the first one. I do remember like, that. Yeah, actually, I had it, forgotten until you just reminded me. But it's really like I I did it. I mean, because I did the speed running thing. Like it was that was one of the worst parts of that was having to just chase after them. Even a casual playthrough, it's really frustrating. So I think they kind of improved on the the battle system a little bit. But I have a whole like I don't know. I have thoughts on the point system in general. But so I actually hated the battle system in this game i don't think there <laughs> should have been any like it almost feels like they kind of shoehorned in like a beat-em-up in a really poorly executed oh one. you're talking about combat yeah 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 i was referring to just like how you beat the gang but yeah the combat is really bad in this game <laughs> okay sorry I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm mixing the two but no um, i know what you mean though like because you fight the police in this game just like yeah. the police show up in jet set radio there's police in this but there's yeah you have to actually like kick and punch them and like spray paint them and 
and things like that, and it's really frustrating. They 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 could have done without the police in this game completely. I think it did the game a disservice, honestly. The police did. I get it from a narrative point of view; it's in it. But if it was not in the game at all, I would have been happier. Because every one of the more frustrating or most frustrating moments of the game consistently mm. was the police yeah, would... for me. Just constantly yeah. bothering you, and it's just, it's not like yeah, making it that, difficult. Really, it was that's, just like I think an, a big annoyance. One of my biggest problems, and I noticed it when I mentioned it, was like it's watered down. Like this game is too easy. Um, like they try to make challenges, but nothing is really all that hard. Yeah, I'm like even the the police are just annoying, but you can just die or enter a bathroom and they're gone, um, and you basically don't lose any progress at all. In the first game, when the police showed up, they if they got you or if they killed you or whatever, you had to start the level over again. And it was actually you know you actually had to be careful about where you were going to spray paint. And you had to make sure you have enough cans, like because you were stopped and they'll chase you when you're spray painting. But in this game, when you're spray painting, you're basically invulnerable, um, and you, there's no limit on the number of cans that you have. Uh, you can just do whatever you want. So, like, the police in this just, like, grab onto you and slow you down and shoot you. Um, and there's basically no real challenge behind it, no strategy that you have to think about with how you're going to approach the police. I feel like this it didn't have a lot of depth to the to the, to the difficulty, I think which I was the, really disappointed by. The difficulty, to me, came mostly just from trying to figure out how to get from one point yeah. to another that that was it right like that was and, it. And, and and because the levels are so large in some cases yeah. like a lot of t- a lot of time i would just waste going around like circling an area uh just looking around my and yep. not even so, really having fun traversing the area is just traversing right. the area as quickly as possible where i could get vantage points to see how do i get over there mm. um yeah and, I, I, I would completely agree. There you go. I was going to say, I have a list where we can, I don't know if there's a point to talk about things I'd like to see improved or <laughs> added to the game that I think could improve it. Um, if, you know, if there are ever listening, the developers are listening, I think they could do some things to like help streamline some of the issues I have with the game. Yeah, um, go for it. So yeah, for, it. for example, you know, you got the rep system, and uh, yeah, like you're just saying, you're spending so much time. Sometimes you needed to get a certain amount of points, and you just cannot find like a couple of these graffitis. If you don't have the map that points mm-hmm. out where the graffitis are, mm-hmm. so I spent so much time trying to find like just enough graffiti points to get to that next rep level. Sometimes, and right. you just like, yeah, you, there's no way to really figure it out if you don't have the map without just constantly going back and forth and looking for it. And um, yeah. they could have added something like, say, you know, a more in-depth little combo system. Maybe get a certain amount of like mini achievements, almost get a certain amount of points, and give that gives you ten rep, or like do a hundred combo chain and that can give you 20 reps to kind of supplement having to find all these graffitis. Maybe you can do other stuff and that can get you up there. This kind of connects to one of my issues that I think they, they shouldn't have put focus on both graffitiing and comboing points. I really think that makes both things less interesting by having both and not really focusing on one. Like the combos were so easy. Like you would like, there's no challenge to it, basically. Like, you know, if as long as you can keep your line going, which isn't that hard to do, all it is is time. Like, all you need is time. Like, you, if you spend 30 minutes, it's really not that hard because you're never going to fall. You can't fall. You can't wreck. Uh, you just jump on rails and you can manual. Staircase. Staircase Did anybody think annoying. it was the multiplier <laughs> system was odd? Yeah. Like, so referring to that, like, when, it, when I first had to do, like, a trick challenge or something and... um. I think they 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 tell you at some point how you get your multipliers, but uh, there was a lot of stuff in this game where they told me something and then I forgot how to mm. do it or I glanced over right. it really quick and I didn't know how yeah. to do it anymore. But 
Um, it, it was weird that the main one of the main ways that you can increase your score is just by uh, lean in, yeah. leaning into the turn yeah. on a rail. I actually liked the leaning thing in general to get a boost. Like I thought that would be a cool addition to Jet Set Radio. Yeah, but I think that's one of the cool improvements. That and like like the boost button, like the extra dash you can do in midair. I think that was pretty cool. Like that would be positive making the game more fun additions to like jets from what jet set radio had but i do agree like the points the weight of like boosting to get and doing this leaning to get multipliers i don't know it just i don't know the whole point system i, I thought feel was like it, it um it kind of uh like discouraged me from doing cool mm. tricks yeah. <laughs> like, like it was you, all you got more points in. just like lines and yeah. traversal were more uh like lucrative points wise than if you were to and just spamming uh because you cool can do tricks. tricks while grinding now like you can, like you can with right, tony hawk but they don't increase your score not very much. much no um and like you know tony hawk it made sense cuz you have the you have the balance gauge where you have to like stay upright and if you fail then you fall off right. but that doesn't exist so you can just keep going and keep doing tricks forever as long as you it's, want. You're basically Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I really thought the, the, the point system was, uh, it really took away from the what this game could have been if they had focused entirely on the more interesting aspect, which for me is the graffiti system and the tagging system, which I also have a few different opinions on. Um, but still, I think the point system was detrimental. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, Phil, you were going to say something there i mean i pretty much agree i mean the point system yeah like the leaning in is just like way too significant of a way of getting your score up and um they could have you don't know yeah maybe give some balance it out better by having doing tricks worth more or i don't know you know other things like that because we were talking about how like leaning gives you you know not only it doubles your score it gives you the multiplayer but the fun part about it is that it gives you a boost right it makes you go faster um and that's like the positive part of it i think that part was cool but my one of my other huge problems with this game was that there is no sense of momentum at all with moving around the first jet grind radio or jet set radio you have to keep your momentum like if you stop you have to then start from going slow and you can dash but then like to get to top speed you're not instantly at your top speed right and if you go down yeah, you go hill, a lot faster and then, like if you slow down yeah. like that's a big hit to your you know that's why you want to keep it going like there's a lot of skill involved with trying to keep your your flow going, and like when you're grinding, you can slow down in in Jet Set Radio. If you're going up a hill, if you're not going fast enough, you're going sorry up a ramp or something on, while you're grinding, you can't get to the top if you're not going fast enough when you get onto the into the rail. That doesn't exist in this game. There's like two speeds or three speeds. There's not moving, regular moving, and then there's like boost moving, and that's it. Like, and then the, there's nothing else. Like there's no and like half pipes were pointless. Like what? there's no skill to it as all well. it's like you just get to the ramp on the on a half pipe or a quarter pipe and you instantly just fly up into the air super high well, like in you know like in jet set radio you can't do that like you have to you know do it correctly otherwise you're gonna not get anywhere you're not gonna get any height yeah, you yeah. lose your speed yeah so that like it just like it the, it's again coming back to the fact that this game was too easy there's no depth to the challenges or and the, the control system i think you know it's easier to control your character which is good they added some cool things like the boost and the leaning to boost, but, um, and I, yeah, I mean the whole like collecting the boost meter to, I, I also didn't really like that. <laughs> Something else that's that's new to this is that you can jump off your skateboard, uh, inline skates, or BMX bike. That's that's another difference. You have um, 
three different modes of traversal, but I don't think there's any difference between any of them. Did you notice any like? Supposedly, it, there's slight differences. There's one difference that I know. But what were you saying, Phil? Um, well, I just like read online supposedly that I think like for example the BMX can manual longer or there's oh, really? like, like very slight kind of differences. Like if you're just oh, but okay. um yeah, it would have been nice if they gave them more uh characteristics you know, di yeah. differentiation and that maybe more necessity to use one or the other. Like you can only mm. go here doing, using no, this. No, no, but there is, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there are, were some areas that you can only access if you had one I didn't, thing. I didn't figure like, that out till like I an didn't, hour ago. I didn't notice that, no. <laughs> so there's like, there's a, there's three things. So for the, for the skateboard, there's fire hydrants. And if you jump onto a fire hydrant and do tricks, like you're, you know, you're just basically standing on it. You start spinning around. The fire hydrant will go up into the air wow it like gets higher and higher and then you can jump and get to a new area by doing that how did you learn uh, that <laughs> i had to look it up because there were like okay. i saw these fire hydrants i'm like these are definitely used for something but i have no idea because i was on inline skates or something and it doesn't teach you this at all it doesn't teach you anywhere that was my other big problem there's a lot of things that are important that the game doesn't tell you yeah and then then there's other areas where there's glass on the ground and the way to break that glass you have to use your you have to do a, a like a slide whatever it's called on your inline skates like mm -hmm. the manual thing on your inline skates that will break the glass underneath you but you can't do that on the skate on the on the bmx or on the skateboard and the bmx there's different places in some of the levels where there's like a, a door that has a bicycle symbol on it and if you put your bm if you go there with your bmx the door will open giving you access to like oh that area. i that one i caught because i saw yeah, that, that was very obvious. obvious like yeah. Yeah. bmx on this door so yeah right the other ones are not obvious at all like i had to look these up because i knew there was something going on with these but i didn't know what it was well even the bmx though i saw the bike symbol a few times and i would just roll it up and nothing happened so i didn't realize you, you have, have to, to like wait, stop like... yeah you have to stop yeah. and wait in front of it or something right for some reason they make you like wait like four seconds before the door opens which goes to another issue is like with, with the tutorial or whatever like i don't know if it's supposed to be a secret or not but like i felt like it was inconsistent about what to show mm. you and what not to show absolutely. you absolutely absolutely was and 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 they would tell you things about the system like far into the game like near the end they were they would like someone would send a text message like hey by the way did you know you could do this like it would have been <laughs> yeah. nice to know like five hours ago yeah. <laughs> yeah they should have had a proper like tutorial that teaches you all the basic of movement and like things that you can do so i think it That's sounds like we've been crapping on this game we are we are so crapping far. on it we are crapping hard <laughs> Well, there's a. I think. I mean, right. we've so we talked. We all said it's a fun game. I don't think we all agree. It was fun. We all enjoyed it. But we. I think you know all of these things like make it a lot worse than it could have been. <laughs> it could have been so much better. Right. I. I just want to. I just want to make it clear that I didn't dislike right. the game. It's just easier to to pick out these nits. Yeah. I mean, I had plenty of things that I liked about it. The controls were easier. Like it's more modern controls. Easier. Um, having. I think the map was okay. The graffiti system was pretty cool in some senses. In some senses, I didn't like it. I like the fact that you can draw any graffiti at any time based on the inputs that you do. I thought that was really cool. Um, the artwork was awesome for the graffiti, um, and it was all, a lot of it was fan made. Like they held, yeah, held I saw contest. they they had uh, the authors of each of the graffiti listed there. Yeah, and yeah, they had professional graffiti artists do some, and they had some they had fans do some. Um, so that was really cool. I like the fact that you can collect the artwork. As you go through, like you can find it hidden in the levels. I thought that was really nice. Um, I like that you could do it because in the original Jet Set Radio, you can't 
for the bigger pieces, you can't do them midair. You have to do them standing on something because it's more realistic. Right. Um, you, and that's like, that's when the challenge comes in because that's when the cops will come get you. When you're right, they can bust you bigger, up in the middle. They can bust you up while you're trying to do these pieces. But in this game, that doesn't happen. But you, it was kind of nice to be able to do big pieces in areas where you can't, um, you know, don't have to have something to stand on. You can just do the midair. But yeah. I also thought that kind of took away from it. I think the graffiti... I, what I one thing I really didn't like was the small pieces, the single button where you just press it and it's done. I thought those should be like you keep moving and you do it as you as you move, like you do in Jet Set Radio. Drive by, basically. Yeah, like a drive by. Well, this yeah, one even it wasn't though, necessary to stop and show an animation, really. Right, exactly. Like that. That was a big gripe for me. Like, why why are you stopping the flow here just so I can see this almost pointless animation? Because I'm not doing anything for it. Um, but in general, the graffiti had some. Some cool parts to it. I also like the upside down grinding and the yeah, vertical yeah, yeah. grinding. Vertical. I thought that was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. More verticality nice. to this game, I thought. Yeah. Well, they, they, I, I do think they were a little too big for their britches and trying to like expand <laughs> on that. Like that, that's cool. Yeah, going upside down, but especially noticeable in those dream sequences is when they kind of try to rely too much on like weird platforming or traversal to camera was constantly uh, an mm. issue for me where I would fall to my death all the time because I, I couldn't line up a rail or something like that yeah. because I couldn't see or I didn't know which direction I was going or, or because you're were... changing directions or you're going around uh, a weird rail or a, a windmill fan or something like that mm. like it's very confusing and it just it didn't feel like it was my fault a lot right, of the time exactly yeah. i thought there was some manufactured difficulty like there's i don't you know do you remember the matan level which is kind of like shinjuku sort of um yeah. like you can there's this one part that you have to do and it's like three bullheads oh, oh my god yep yeah i remember that just to get to another area and they move in and Anger out and, frustration. and it's just like why is this <laughs> like why is this in the game this is not fun this is just fucking annoying this is just frustrating it it feels like a like like a 3D Mario platformer like in a kind sense, of but, challenge, but those yeah, games are designed fun. with pre- precise platforming that like right. you can deal with. The the controls in this game are not designed for that. No, it was really frustrating. That that I really I specifically wrote that part in my notes. Like I really hate that. Um, I want part I, of this game. I did. I wanted to add that like since I I will. It's not a secret to you guys. I kind of rushed through this in like two days. So for me, bomb I, rushed. Yeah, I bomb rushed right through this. So like <laughs> for me especially because I normally would have put the game down when I got like frustrated like this. Like all right, this is annoying me. I put the game down and played later. But I was like, I have to. Mm. You know, I'm trying to get this game I done. This. I was getting so frustrated. Yeah, things like the bowl and like some of these other areas where. I just kept dying over and over again, and um, mm. and it yeah it was making me furious. But um, yeah, and it didn't really feel like it was my fault because like the preciseness of the controls is a bit right. unreliable, I guess. Mm. So mm. yeah, I think overall the controls are better than they were, you know, in Jet Set Radio because that game yeah, is so really too. really frustrating. Like that game is like really annoying parts as well. But yeah, there's the, that manufacturer difficulty where you're like moving rails and things like that. Just like why, why do, why do? It's that? also, I think, overall the the speed and is faster in this game. I think yeah, set was I think kind that, of that, slow. Yeah, and I think that goes back to the thing like there's no momentum in this mm-hmm. game. Like there's no no challenge to building up momentum. It's just you're instantly moving. There's also no um, skitching, grabbing onto the back of a car while it's moving. 
I didn't know. Yeah, actually, the and the cars don't hurt you. Like even if they hit you head on, they didn't knock you <laughs> oh, over. Right. Yeah. They, they do a little bit of health. I think. I think they do. Do they? Think, Maybe they yeah, do. They, Maybe I just a little bit didn't notice. But the chat. But I remember the the cars in Jet Set Radio are really annoying, but they're also going to be really helpful because you yeah you can grab onto the back of them and get and like, yeah, good right momentum up the hill or something. Yeah, and you can get good m- momentum really quickly. Um, yeah, and this they're like almost pointless. I wish there was more incentive to select a change of characters. It would have been cool if you could maybe leave them like almost Grand Theft Auto esque. Like maybe have someone at a certain point and like switch to somebody else. And right, and you know what I'm saying because that would that would cut down frustration. Also give you incentive to change your characters because I didn't have much besides just aesthetic. So I I, I liked the so this is this is something that was really cool that we haven't talked about yet. That I think this will vary, but some people probably wouldn't like this. They'd rather have a quick change character system. But I liked that you could find a dance floor and then choose like a dance, that and that yeah. was the method of changing characters. I thought that was just a really cool stylistic choice. Um, it's, and you know cumbersome Sorry. but it's it's cool it, it adds is cool. flavor it is cool dion the like the, the director the game director um he's a he's like a b-boy like he's a dancer and some of his like some of the dancing was him motion oh, capturing cool. himself yeah he's like yeah kind of known in the in the dance scene i guess somewhat repping the culture um, so man. i think that's a big reason why he put that in there um and I, yeah i thought that was great i thought that was a really cool way to make you be able to change your character again i agree though with bill like having a di- switching to there's no real advantage unless you need to like if you find a fire hydrant and you need to and you want to get on it but you're on your inline skates and then you have to go switch characters to someone who has a skateboard so you could use it like that's the only incentive like there's no other differences between the characters like what they weren't faster or stronger or or anything like that so th- this could be something i missed because i i have a feeling there's a lot of like mechanics that i missed <laughs> in this game we've already <laughs> covered a few but like yeah um so if i wanted to this is how i did it in the game just because it was easier if i wanted to switch between skates bmx or skateboard i would usually just switch characters rather than just switch rides because you to switch to... rides you had to go right. back to your hideout right and go to the garage that has yeah. that like has the bmx in it and then switch mm. and then go back to the level whereas if you just switch characters i think it switches to whatever their default default or maybe whatever the last thing you had equipped with them was mm. okay, so wait was a minute. actually yeah. anybody could use yeah. anything i didn't know that yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i was wondering that but i would just switch people i'm like <laughs> i need a bike let me get trice out i need the you know what i mean no yeah you and but you could only do it in the hideout okay when, and one thing i really really wish they had in this game was fast travel back to your hideout like why can i not do that this is also a huge gripe for me i don't know why this game is open world i have no idea like why they did it like this i would rather just select the level from a list and go there like i don't want to go through three level levels to get to some one of the levels and i thought the taxi service was annoying the taxi service seems like a band-aid that they put on when they realized that like the the traversal of this yeah. is a little bit much That's so they need fun. to put in some kind of system but then they mm. shouldn't have locked right the the taxi so basically if you want to use the taxi you have to find the taxi stop <laughs> you have to actually go to a stop and unlock it before you can use it so even when you first unlock the taxi, it's basically useless because it can't take you anywhere you've been until you've unlocked those spots. And my other pr- issue with this is that the taxi stands just blend into the scenery so easily. They're not, you can't, they don't stand out at all. 
in my mind. Like it's I couldn't. Very hard to find. It was very yeah. hard to find them. Like I know. Like I still. I you know. I did all the graffiti spots. I didn't unlock every taxi stand. I don't even know where most of them were. I have no idea. That really annoyed me. I was like, why? Again, like just why? <laughs> Let's make it easier. Yeah. It did seem like the taxi uh, was inspired by Crazy Taxi, though. The taxi driver <laughs> yeah, and his ride. Yeah, Joe. Another really big positive that I want to talk about is the music. Um, I thought the music in this game was like one of the best parts of it. It's like the, one of the reasons why I was able to go back and finish all the graffiti is because I was just really enjoying the soundtrack the whole time. And I couldn't believe how much music there is in this game. It's like 32 tracks over two hours long. I mean, it all fits with the you know aesthetic of the game and you know it obviously they took i think a lot of it was curated not created specifically for this game there were tracks created specifically for this game but a lot of it was also great tracks that the 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 dion guy i'm pretty sure he curated the, the playlist um and he did an ama- amazing job i thought it was so good they got uh hideki naganuma to do some yep. tracks i don't know if they're original yeah, for this game but they, he were, was yeah, the, they were i think if you played jet set radio and and future that those are the, probably the tracks that stand out the most yeah he did three three of the tracks and they were all great like, i, I, I meant hell. stand out the most on the original games um, oh yeah for sure yeah because that's that was one of the big things about the original was the soundtrack that right. was it kind of really set jet set radio apart from most of their games at that time with this really funky crazy soundtrack with like tons of sampling bass slapping and like electronic dance stuff and like just really interesting music um except, that was except for uh, didn't they put dragula on the u.s release <laughs> yeah. Which I, and that was just for the that's just that was just, just for, for the u.s version give those americans right. music they like it's dragula yeah. <laughs> give, him, give him rob zombie everyone loves that I, I i have to say as a kid though i did enjoy having dragula on there i thought it was kind of fun but the it, there was it's a stark contrast yeah it was weird Hideki Naganuma. um but yeah, like there, and but in this game, there's a lot. I mean, Hideki Naganuma, he does a lot of funky stuff. His stuff is usually really yeah. funky, and like a lot of the Jet Set Radio stuff was all very, very funky. Um, this game has much heavier focus on like hip hop, uh, drum and bass, yeah. uh, house, um, which I liked though. I thought it was still really appropriate. I think it's nice um, having the mix though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought it was that was like one of the biggest highlights for me of this game was listening to the soundtrack. I almost feel like the soundtrack is, is what carried this game for me completely almost because there was a moment where I accidentally paused the music and I didn't realize like how to put it back on for, for like a couple minutes. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I kind of found myself like, I don't want to say hating it, but I'm like, Ugh, like it just wasn't <laughs> the music. It just wasn't the same. And when you get the music back on, it's like, all right, I'm back. I'm enjoying the game again. So I, the music kind of carries the game for me. There was a couple moments only where there might be a song that you might not like, and then it kind of feels a bit intense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I think you might either love or hate the music kind of thing. Um, there was one song that I really know. didn't like, which was the Nails Done song. Get my nails done. done oh, I like I like to give. I like to get my nails done. I, w- I whip my hair hair back. Uh, and forth. It was just like so. That. It was too, too <laughs> much echo and too repetitive for me. But everything else I pretty much liked. But yeah, if they, I mean, I think this game was relatively successful. So hopefully... If they do another one, they listen to our podcast, take all of our advice because we're genius. What I would like is for this game to inspire Sega to actually make a true sequel. You know, they they teased one. Um, like they teased a video of like modern Jet Set Radio. It had like beats. It was in like Shibuya. It was just like a, like a two second video though, but it is from Sega. So they might be working on a new one. And I think they've been, you know, putting stuff out that kind of been hints at it. I would recommend the game. 
Um, especially if you're a Jet Set Radio fan, I think it would be. It's and fun. it's different from anything else that's out right now. There are no other games like it. And it was, you know, you can kind of turn mm-hmm. your brain off and just go and get lost and zen out a bit if you want, you know, for like an hour and just just enjoy the vibes and the atmosphere yeah, of the I game. Agree. Yeah, overall, I mean, I'd probably pick this game up on sale if you're like curious, if you're not like a dead set, jet set radio, old school fan, um, I would probably consider getting it on sale. Um, but overall, good experience. It's fun, some frustration, and um, but I think it's, you know, like I said, I'm optimistic about what the developers could do with this type of game in the future and if they take some uh, some player feedback in mind. Yeah, I think there's a there's lots of room for improvement, which is, you know, if they want to make another one, they can they can do a really good job probably. Yeah, if a sequel does get announced or something like that, I will I will pay attention for sure. All right, so that takes care of our talk on Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Our next episode we're going to be covering amnesia the bunker um spooky season is coming up uh so we thought it'd be nice to do a horror game Uh, if you have any recommendations or comments or if you want to reach out to us for any reason you can do so on twitter or x as it's going by now at bite-sized games that's b-y-t-e sized games with a z or you can email us at bitesizedgames.info. That's games with an S this time. Bitesizedgames.info at gmail. Thanks, as always, Matt and Phil. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in.